Okay, today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020, and you're listening to America's number one newest conservative side dish to accompany your usual plate of podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! All right, today, um, I'm your host. As always, with me is Roan, Noah, and Jesse. And uh, we're going to start it off with a couple sponsors. Our first sponsor is StayReadyGear.com. If you're into concealed carry, um, patches, stickers, they have a lot of good um, shirts, hoodies, all sorts of stuff. Hardware, if you want to make your own holsters, if you're into um, anything to do with really guns and EDC, everyday carry stuff, check them out, StayReadyGear.com. And you can use the word steak at checkout and save you 5%. Um, we do have a growler sponsor. And I totally blanked on what that name is. Growler USA. There you go. I think is what it is. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long week. What is it, Tuesday? It's Tuesday, and I've been working outside all day. We've all, like, are sleep-deprived, I believe. Yep. Um... So we're going to start the show off with a new segment, and Ron's going to lead this every week. So <clears throat> this is the truth bomb. Wrong. Wrong button. This is the truth bomb. No, you're a killer. Sir, yes, sir. Let me see your war face. Sir, you got a war face? Ah! That's a war face. Now let me see your war face. Ah! Bullshit. You didn't convince me. Let me see your real war face. Ah! You don't scare me. Work on it. As we sit here today, now two weeks out from the 2020 presidential election, we still have no clear winner, regardless of what the mainstream media and Democrat, Democratic Party wants you to believe. For weeks now, we've been force-fed the narrative that Joe Biden, who had no ground game, who fumbled through the debates and town halls while never answering any legitimate policy questions and never took to the road, won the largest voter, tur voter turnout in presidential history. But how could this be? Basically, because statistically it seems impossible, and it most likely is. Regardless of what the pollsters and political pundits want us to believe in regards to Joe Biden and what he brought to the table going into the 2020 election, it was not a referendum on Donald Trump or the Republican Party, but it was a validation in the sense that the country, especially in urban areas, rejected the Democrat Party's socialist movement and those who were running in the name of it. Donald Trump was going to lose the 2020 election. There's no possible way that the voter turnout for him that actually showed up would have never happened. Even though the voting age electorate in the United States is now 12 million more than when Barack Obama first ran in 2008, it's simply ignorant to think that a majority of those new voters came out and only came out for Joe Biden in 2020. Not only did Donald Trump gain nearly 10 million more votes than he did in 2016, he doubled or tripled his vote totals in every sub-demographic across the board. He won a border town in El Paso, Texas that a Republican hadn't won since 1902. Donald Trump votes totals improved in every major city that the mainstream media told you that it couldn't from San Francisco to Miami and even in New York City. Like previously mentioned at the beginning of this open, it seems statistically possible and most likely is. In 2016, Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer spoke on a Sunday morning talk show and stated that Donald Trump shouldn't mess with the CIA or branches of the intelligence community because, and I'm quoting now, they have six days, six ways from Sunday to figure out a way to get back at you. Anyone who knows anything about the federal government and the agencies like the FBI and the CIA know that this is something that usually isn't blatantly thrown around, but is in fact true. Look at Obama's Spygate sandal. 
look at the Russian collusion probe and the House of Repres Representatives and how they handled Trump's impeachment. On election night and into November 4th, a few weeks ago, there were four major cities or voting districts that Donald Trump was mounting what seemed to be an insurmountable lead in. Those cities were Mil Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Detroit, Michigan. Donald Trump won three out of four of those cities in 2016. However, in 2020, he lost all four of those cities and districts. And in fact, after that fact, all four of those districts at some point on election night stopped their ballot counting for one reason or another. And that led to Joe Biden finding hundreds of thousands of votes when the ballot counting resumed. As we're moving towards actual litigations in regards to overturning the current vote counts in the 2020 presidential election, one thing is becoming more abundantly clear. That it is statistically impossible for Donald Trump to have lost the election based off the totality of data we've gained from the elect election results. Although instances of voter fraud and mail-in ballot inconsistencies surely exist, there is a larger and more ominous beast lurking behind the scenes and everywhere that we are. Top Trump campaign lawyer Sidney Powell said over the weekend that the amount of information, sworn testimonies, affidavits, and evidence into this corruption was coming in over the weekend, and I'm quoting now, like a fire hose. As we begin our show today, the entire Trump re-election team was summoned yesterday and recalled from all over the country to an emergency meeting at the White House. What does it mean? Only time will tell moving forward, however. Only a foolish man would ever bet against Donald Trump in his bid for re-election, as he is turning out to be one of the greatest political closers in the history of mankind. <clears throat> wow, that was a good... You're a very well-versed uh, writer. Oh, thank you. Um, I wrote most of that while I was pooping. Squared away your bag. Yeah, I, I had some of my best thoughts for when I'm pooping. Um... I was just Googling as you're doing that. When did the pandemic officially start? And late, late like, February, right? Well, the, yeah, and the first cases they think were in November last year. So we're a year of infectedness. And there's no zombies, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I had it in January. I keep stacking animals. I think I did reason. too. But you know what's interesting is I took antibodies tested the other day and I had nothing. But Elon Musk took four tests in two hours. And got two and two, right? Well, yeah. I, I don't know who the, the artist is. There was an actress or a musical one artist. One nostril positive right. and one negative. Yeah, that's just, I mean, it's, well, it's a sham. So America. It, yeah, okay. if, if Elon Musk is calling bullshit on it and he's flying people to Mars in a couple of years, then I'm going to probably believe him. Yeah. You know, he's definitely taken the red pill like the last year. He's sifted through all the BS, which is nice to have someone who's not just a celebrity, but who's smart. Because sometimes you get celebrities that are like, go Trump, and you're like, that's awesome. But that guy's also mess. kind of a retard. So it's <laughs> not helping our case. But with a guy like Elon, I doubt he voted for Biden. And I don't think he officially voiced, in, endorsed Trump. But to him talking about taking his factory and moving it to Texas because of all the BS regulations and the shutdown, that's like a pretty conservative person move. That's not, you know, some left-wing hippie that's calling BS on that. Well, I can't imagine California's going to have much in the way of businesses left after a while. I mean, if they keep doing what they're doing. No. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's going to be interesting, too, with Newsom because the Supreme Court's trying to clamp down on him because of all this, in essence, dictatorship. And then his true colors came out because he was at a party, what, a week ago? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Kevin Newsom. Like, it's not going to help in the big scheme of things in regards to electoral college votes, but the California State Supreme Court last week voted in favor of, voted against Gavin Newsom in saying that he overstepped his constitutional 
uh, ability is to govern by sending everyone in California an unsolicited mail-in ballot. So they said that it wasn't going to change anything in regards to the numbers in California. However, moving forward, I think that state Supreme Court win uh, will, in fact, give us some foundation in regards to the court cases and litigations that we got going on now for the Trump campaign. Yeah. It didn't help that he locked the entire state down over the weekend also. In addition to attending that party with over 200 people last week, plates ranged anywhere from $350 to almost $900 a piece. What? Yeah. I wasn't invited. I and, couldn't afford and, that. And as soon as he got, got <laughs> yeah, done locking down California where we're all at, he jumped on a plane with 50 other legislators. To Hawaii? Yeah. Hmm. To Hawaii. He doesn't have to adhere to the 14-day quarantine. And he's going to be staying at a hotel resort with a whole bunch of lobbyists. We should have went and been like, we're with the other dirtbags here. <laughs> Not for me. We're with the Bohemian Grove crew. There's a whole, like, uh, recall the, Gasm, <laughs> Gavin Newsom thing that's going in on the on Instagram, suite. too. Welcome <laughs> to the Gulag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so much ammo. I'm freaking ready. So Thanksgiving's canceled, apparently. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, right? yeah if you're a hippie. You can cancel that. Yeah, no more than five to seven in your household, all wearing masks in between. I have five bites. people in my household now. All right, so the in-between. <laughs> That's my immediate family. What do I, I got to drop somebody off somewhere? Yeah. The, the in-between bites thing is ridiculous because, like, any medical professional, like, when this whole mask and glove thing came out, they were talking about cross-contamination and, you know, just the fact that if all this stuff is so dangerous, there probably should be, like, biohazard bins for these masks instead of just ending up in the ocean and on the street. Have you burped in, in your mask street. yet? Uh, I sneezed in my mask, burped in my mask. Everybody yeah. coughs in their mask and yeah. touches their mask. Yeah. I burped in my mask. I almost threw up. Yeah. Well, it depends what you've been eating. I had in and out with, like, onions on. Mm. That'll do it. Mm. Yeah. And let's, let's reestablish what our view is on this show. None of us are, in fact, coronavirus deniers. However, we do all agree that um, it's not as dangerous, or actually it is as dangerous as they tell us. It's got a 99.997 survival rate if you're under the age of 70. Uh, so you're saying I, there's a chance. I exactly. had it. I had it. It was right. just the worst flu I've ever had. But if you wouldn't have told me it was a pandemic, I would have just thought I had the worst flu I ever had. Yep. Did you I, have diarrhea? Uh, I don't recall. Because I've had diarrhea for like four years straight. Well, that's you know, so if that ran through my system and I was high effect, diet, yeah. I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Probably be dehydrated. That might be the burrito. I drink a lot of water, but it's also a lot of red meat and burritos. Yeah. predominantly my yeah. diet mm-hmm. and beer. Yeah. Which is which is pretty good that you said that because in my personal opinion, I think you have a better chance of dying from colon cancer than you do from coronavirus. <laughs> so I mean, the, the that fact is that, a concern. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. Well, I can believe because the way the that things are going in this country right now that they're He's locking everybody down again <laughs> and and canceling holidays and yeah. you know it's just tough times tough times well and the the mask in between bites thing is just such a ridiculous just overstep like the best when you're at a restaurant it's like i gotta go to the bathroom the bathroom is right here yeah you put, put your mask on and yeah. you're like how about i just put my shirt over How my face dare you walk past my Te- table without a mask when i'm eating without a mask technically you, i mean you could just put your shirt over your face what if I just hold my breath while I walk to the bathroom? So, curfew in California now coming this week. It's going to be 10 p.m. across the state. <clears throat> For everybody that's in the purple tier or as those who live outside of California don't know, the most restrictive. So apparently coronavirus. Purple such a misleading Is a uh, nocturnal predator. Well, it's Grimace. Right. We're in the Grimace tier. Hmm. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I shared on this podcast, but the next door neighbor came over the night that they instituted the lockdown, the first time the curfew. Yeah. And... Um, 
The police showed up because he came over? No, he, I was outside loading my stuff into work. It's like 8.30 at night, and I'm having a cup of coffee, and I'm outside my truck, and he goes, hey, are you going to be okay? And I go, yeah. And he had just moved in like a month before, so him and I don't know each other well. And, and I go, I'll be fine. Like, I have rifles, handguns, shotguns. I have my bow and arrow. I have ammo for days. I have attack vest. I have a uh, go belt with a gun holster, and I got stuff. I'm ready. Uh-huh. And he goes, well, I was talking about, like, groceries, like water and <laughs> food. <laughs> and, toilet paper? Um, he's like, I was going to make a Costco run at in the first thing in the morning. Guy stockpiled? I don't know. He's pretty cool, but the look on his face, because that was, like, the second interaction we had, was like, oh. Okay. And he's <laughs> um, like, I'm going to go to Costco if you guys need, like, pasta or beans yeah, or, just, like, non-perishable stuff. Grab me some ammo cans. Yeah, I was dying because I was like, man. I feel like a psycho now. I told my wife, and I was like, I think he thinks I'm a serial killer. Well, you're just prepared. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think it's sad that we got to a part in our society today where there's going to be people literally recreating scenes from Anne Frank over the holidays. Yeah. Because yeah. of their asshole neighbors calling the cops on them for there, more than a couple cars parked outside of their, their house. Are there rewards uh, posted again for... Uh they're worse than LA, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I could, they're shutting off gas, they're shutting off power for certain businesses who are choosing to defy the shutdown orders. I feel like and that's not okay. It's, it's terrible. I feel like that's a whole, like... And that's part of the public, fight. Public so, utilities, like, you shouldn't be taken away unless you don't pay your bill. And that's part of the fight for the coronavirus. Like, look, like Roan said at the beginning, we don't discredit that the virus is real. Right. Oh, yeah. It's because awful. we've probably all had it at some yeah, point, to be honest. But my whole point of the mask thing is, like, I wear a mask in public. It's literally a sleeve of, like, Under Armour material that doesn't... I sneeze right through it and got my hand wet the other day. It doesn't do anything. It's to appease people in public. And you have to think, okay, they're going to mandate a mask. Now they're mandating a curfew. Now they're mandating people sign in at a restaurant. So every time you go to a restaurant, you got to put your phone number and your name and who you're with. And it's like, so where does that stop? Because when the government overreaches, they never backpedal... On, is that for contact tracing or? I don't know, but I always put a fake phone number, so I don't know who they're calling they're looking, if they're looking. For they're just selling, <laughs> selling it to telemarketers. They're looking for some guy named Jerry with an eight five eight number. And I mean, it's fun to joke about and make light of, but you know, it was released earlier this week um, after some Freudian slips from one of the legislators in Canada talking about oh, yeah. the upcoming Davos twenty twenty one summit, where the theme. This year is going to be the Great Global Reset. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Because Canada so, knows where it's at. It, yeah. So it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be uh, it's a commitment to jointly and urgently build the foundations of our economic and social system for a more fair and sustainable, resilient future. Fair. Thank the God. global health crisis has laid bare longstanding ruptures in our economies and societies and created social crises that urgently requires decent and meaningful jobs. The summit will be both in-person and virtual, connecting key global governmental and business leaders in Davos with a global multitask holder network in 400 cities around the world. The announcement- Wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you can't think of anything worse. And when you look at the one thing that's stopping bullshit like that from being shoved down our throats and becoming the way it is, it's Donald Trump. I mean, it's it, it literally is. Yeah. So it's, that's where we're at right now in regards to that. You know what sucks about, and I think we've we beat this horse um, to a pulp, but 
I talked to a buddy yesterday, and I don't think he'll ever listen to this. One of my best friends, and him and I don't see eye to eye politically. But him and I have been best friends since high school, and we don't talk politics. It's like an unwritten rule. He's the godfather of my son. Politics and last are night, come up, though. Well, last night, he texted me, and he's like, I want to hear your opinion and not hash it out. Like, not a debate, but I want to hear why you support Trump, and I'll tell you why I support the other party. And I said, "That's let's do it. And before we sat down, I said, you know, before we do this, we have to let this not separate us because too many people are being divided by this. And I've lost friends over who I support presidentially. And I said, I don't want that between us. You've been my best friend since high school. Well, it's the worst. If you're willing to have an educated conversation And we did. With and we shook hands at the end. Yeah. And that was it. But I, what my point was is, like, you have celebrities. You have all the news media bash Trump. And I said, what about him don't you like? Well, did you find common ground at all? That's really a little bit. And but my point was with him was like, there's not something that you can label what what the media does is regurgitate stuff that he's racist. He's xenophobic, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, but where's the evidence at? Because, yeah, Biden saying he didn't want his kids going to a uh, what do you say? A racial jungle. Yes. All this oh, stuff. And if that was circulated on the news during the election. His hot miking of racially derogatory remarks over the years is just... It's insane. God tier. But if he was Republican or a conservative, that would be on repeat for the last four years of straight on the news. And I said, Trump was loved by the NAACP, by black celebrities, Al Sharpton, Snoop Dogg. As soon as he went for president, the media just painted him as this racist, and everyone bit on that. And I said, you guys fell for that. And then I told him, I said... You want legitimate change. Donald Trump did more for the black community as far as jobs and unemployment than any president before him. Yeah. You think that a guy who's been in politics for almost 50 years and a DA who claims she's black is really Indian has locked up more people for nonviolent crimes in our recent history as a district attorney. And and blocked evidence to get them And blocked DNA evidence for people on death row. I said, you think that she's going to bring change? In addition to joking about smoking marijuana. And locking people up for that. So her... Well, she was protecting her prosecution record by Of course. And so my point was... and And he was like, well, you know, this country needs change. And I said, but... So if you voted for Kamala Harris because she's a female and she's a minority, that's... You just destroyed feminism yeah. because she should have earned that spot outright and you shouldn't have voted for her just because she was a minority female. You doing that undermines people that deserve that spot, which could have been another female, which could have been <clears throat> another minority. I said, but you got to be ignorant to the fact that you think someone who's been in politics for 47 years and a dirty district attorney is going to bring change for minorities. And I said, well, this he, is not going to happen. If he knew how to solve the problem for black America, you know, with the one fell swoop. He would have done it. Why didn't he do it while Obama was president? Wouldn't that have yeah. been like a huge win? You would think, but... Now Wrong. He's fix it. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. So, where we're at right now, I, I believe we're in the middle of a contested election. Uh, I believe... You think? Yeah, exactly. The media has walked back a lot of Donald Trump concessing this week. However, they have rolled out some of the usual douchebags, which includes the, the most notable, the person who likes to hear himself talk about himself. Oh, just doubling down completely. Yeah. More than anybody, Barack Obama, uh, who said it's, you know, better for the country well, and blah, blah, blah. Well, to, here's a, I think uh, going forward. Let yeah, me tell you the that, way it is. Well, so, uh, Joe Biden. Joe uh, Biden crapped his pants uh, more than anybody else well, in the White House. 
I told Joe not to run. I told Joe he needs to get more depends because he craps himself all the time. He forgets uh, very often where he's going. He doesn't know how to tell time on an analog watch. He's late a lot. He's late. Sometimes he's late. Yep. He forgets uh, that he can't be racist out in public. <laughs> Dude, I, we talked about this last time, I think. The video of him surrounded by black kids talking about his hairy legs in the pool is so disturbing. That's a corn pop video, right? Corn pop was bad, dude. Corn pop was a bad dude. It was a bad dude. But when you you watch this video and you're like, he's like, I let the kids touch my legs in the pool, and you're like, mm. where are you going with this? Yeah. And there's well, no context where I what he said was like I don't normal. Think he knew where he was going with that. I watched that and I'm like, this is the guy you guys voted for. This is your man that's gonna bring change. Uh, well, uh, Joe Biden is a pool aficionado. Uh, yeah, he loves uh, hairy legs. Yep. Uh, sniffing children. Uh, well, it's it's the, it's the odor. It's the odor that he prefers. Yep. He like uh, his son is addicted to uh, crystal meth, which uh, we're we're gonna address. He makes foot job porn. Was that okay? Uh, I seen the picture <laughs> video. I see the, the the picture leaked of him with. Is that really Brock's daughter? There's no way to tell. Yeah. I mean, because she looked like the little sticks, the aliens from Men in Black, and the dog was there. The little worms. Mm. I the love those guys. guys. Wasn't uh, those I are mean, the guys that walked around with the crates of marbles at all <laughs> yeah. for all the movies? Well, the and then there was like the uh, the the screenshot of the the card with her name on it, the credit Look card. Up, they, were, they were, oh, the Black American Express yeah. card. Yeah. Come on. What? But who knows? Well, it's time to play outside. Well, uh, going forward, I think we should ignore all the election fraud. I think. Uh, well, you're just gonna have to accept it's it. Back. Yeah, it is what it is, and uh, it's back. <laughs> we should put like a wireless microphone on Duke on his tail. Sounds like so, a damn helicopter. Just for the people that are listening at home, we are, in fact, a kid-friendly and pet-friendly environment. And podcast, we have several children outside right now playing. We actually always have children. Around. Almost always there's children and dogs. And dogs and may or may not be humping legs. One dog in particular. He's going to get fixed when I get fixed soon. You really going to do it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to mess up and have another one. Press, press the wrong button. <laughs> wrong. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. Here's the, the, deal. Me, the media should not have called the election for Here's the deal. For Joe Biden. Joe Biden has won. And <laughs> over the last several election cycles in regards to the president, there have been mutual handshakes between Democrats and Republicans in regards to the election results. Nobody questioned Obama and Mitt Romney. No one questioned Obama and John McCain. You don't have to like it. Right. Yeah, it is what it is. I wasn't born in the U.S., but Bush and Clinton, uh, same thing. And it's just been kind of a handshake and moving forward. But let's look at the actual facts. There is no such thing as the office of the president-elect. There is no <laughs> such thing as the president-elect until after December 14th of this year when the electoral, electoral college meets on Capitol Hill to certify their votes of the states that they're representing. And right now in several states we have contested results, we have uh, legal litigations going on, we have uh, several court cases, and recounts. So we need to take into account all of those things in regards to moving forward. Um, GSA, 
who's one of the largest uh, federal agencies in regards to um, like federal buildings and security and stuff. Yes, they also do uh, transition of powers in between election cycles, and that goes to security clearances. That's in regards to uh, funds diverted to getting set up to move into an office that you're elected to. Emily Murphy, who is quickly becoming a rising star on Capitol Hill, she's the uh, Donald Trump appointed head of the GSA, and she sent a letter to Congress, which was approved by Congress this week, in regards to Joe Biden and the office of the president-elect. Um, this is dating back from 2020. It was on November 9th. Uh, Democratic House members sent you a letter that misrepresented the facts surrounding your responsibilities under the President Transition Act of 1963. And they're talking about the office of the presidential elect, which again, hasn't Doesn't transpired exist. yet because we're not at December 14th. I identify as president-elect as right. well. Has anyone done the, the president-elect banner like that before? I mean, I don't recall. No. Like claimed it so hard? Yeah. So <laughs> she continued under that act, you as an administrator of the GSA, <laughs> General <laughs> Services Administration have had the authority to provide government-funded transition assistance to the president-elect and the vice president-elect. However, the assistance can only occur after there are apparent successful candidates for the office of the president and vice president, respectively, as ascertained by the administrator above. And they're referring back to Emily Murphy. She's the head of GSA. Uh, there are enough state contests in question, such as that, there is not yet an apparent president or vice president-elect, according to GSA. Uh, precedent and legislative history present these situations where they may be an apparent president-elect. One, the drafters of the act anticipated three electoral situations where there would be an unapparent president-elect. One, a tie. Two, a priority winner. And three, the presence of extensive voter fraud. Oh, wait. Third being applicable Wrong to the 20 to 2020 since the Trump campaign has raised several questions and filed legal challenges in several states. Two, the drafters concluded that there is any doubt in the administration's mind that the administrator does not have to release transition assistance since the states have not yet certified an electoral winner in the same states that are tabulating legal ballots. Legal ballots. There remains. Doubt as to the winner and three, precedent by the Clinton administration in the contested 2000 elections is that to ascertain apparent president-elect, there would be a concession, which has one, yet to occur in 2020, or two, more legitimate continuing legal challenges, which has not yet occurred in 2020. According to the congressional intent and past precedent by President Clinton as of today, there is no apparent president-elect. The GSA spokesman recently stated that, GS, that the GSA administrator ascertains the apparent successful candidate once a winner is clear on the process laid out in the Constitution. I strongly encourage you to do the following. Follow the Constitution in the past president, not the media, when making your determination of the president-elect. Democracy relies on a rule of law, and that law must be followed. But CNN said that Biden won, and they're the well, news. They wouldn't he's, lie. He's going to have to pay to move his own futon. The media continued to troll uh, Donald Trump and his, uh, whatchamacallit, his uh, administrative staff this week. Uh, Mike Pompeo bit back, uh, I believe it was Friday, when they talked about a peaceful transfer of power and uh, acknowledging the office of the president-elect. And we got a clip here, we'll call it five. Hi, 
Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security? There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. All right, we're, we're ready. The, the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. The world should have it. confidence that the transition necessary to make sure that the State Department is functional today, successful today, and successful with the president who's in office on January 20th, a minute afternoon, will also be successful. I went through a transition on the front, and I've, I've been on the other side of this. I'm very confident that we will uh, do all the things that are necessary to make sure that the, the government, the United States government, will continue to perform its national security function as we go forward. So you believe there's widespread voter fraud, that the reports that we're getting from Pennsylvania, from Michigan showing vote totals and massive leads or significant leads with 99% reporting are going to be overturned and that the United States failed to conduct a fraudulent free election? Rich, I'm the Secretary of State. I'm getting calls from all across the world. These people are watching our election. They understand that we have a legal process. They understand that this takes time, right? It took us 37 plus days in an election back in 2000, conducted a successful transition then. I'm very confident that we will count, and we must count every legal vote. We must make sure that any vote that wasn't lawful ought not be counted. That dilutes your vote if it's done improperly. Got to get that right. When we get it right, we'll get it right. We're, we're, we're in good shape. Should foreign leaders. That's Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, talking earlier in the week at a press conference in, in where the media kind of started asking him questions about the outcome of the election instead of asking him questions on things regarding the State Department. So, I mean, let's, let's just look at some numbers right now. 57% of the electorate, and that's across the spectrum, all parties, whether you're committed or not committed, Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever, think that the election in some way, shape, or form was illegally cast. Okay? That includes 87% of Republicans right now think Donald Trump was cheated out of the final vote total of the 2020 election. Um, and when you just look at where things are going right now, the last thing anybody wants is a congressman or woman going on TV and telling them what to think when their approval rating right now is at eight fucking percent. Okay? <laughs> Donald Trump, post-election, this week so far, 52% approval rating. I mean, the, the numbers just don't match up, and, you know... 52 is over half. Exactly. Wow. That's great math right there. Science. Yeah, we lost... 52%. Our, it seems to be a little more than... Raiden's usually our, uh, our, our economic specialist and math expert, but he's, he's not here today. Economics, economics and uh, 52% is actually 2% higher than half. Yep. It's I like a little it. more than half, Joe. A little bit more. Joe Biden. So, And then again, when we get to... When we go back to... The stats. Gateway Pundit had an article this week. Um, statistically impossible. We talked about it in our cold open. The GOP picked up House seats. They defended every single seat that was up for election. They picked up state legislators, which include local senates and governors, and held the Senate. And But at the, at the end of the day, you're saying that Joe Biden won. It's physically it's impossible. Right. And, and the people that went out and who they voted for... We talked about it on last week's show. I think in the House we're going to be plus 12 
in Republican pickups overall nationwide were going to be close to plus 30. And every single person that was elected into office was either a minority or female, a female or veteran or all three. Yeah. And, you know, the the socialist, Democrat, leftist policies that have been shoved down our throat for the last couple of years, which which include defunding the police, the Green New Deal, health care for all. Wrong. Wrong. So and, and, and the Democrats were, were basically taken to the woodshed in this. And at the end of the day, Nancy Pelosi might not be Madam Speaker uh, come January because there, there's kind of a, a, a revolt there. And listen, the guy that's up, I, I don't have his name off the top of my head. She's going to be the new crypt keeper. He's a junior. <laughs> he, he's junior in the House. So he's not going to have the pull as someone like her does. And then not only that, but you're going to split the House in regards to the old and new guard, which if you don't vote her for... For Speaker of the House, you're going to have her delegation versus the other delegation in addition to all the progressives and socialists that are in there. It's making 2020 look extremely good for the Republicans in, in, in the way of, you know, winning back the House and uh, picking, making the hold on the Senate even stronger. The only loss if Pelosi goes away is we will never get a full chance to see her denture slide out while she's talking, which every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, please, for the love of God. Just let the bottom one just jet out live on TV. Yeah. So it'd be amazing. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? Uh, I think I think right now, you know, as, as the casual listener, or 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 the staunch Trump supporter, I don't really think we get a whole bunch of libs listening to this podcast. But if you do, if you're liberal and you listen, is welcome. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not Good bad morning. people. Stand by to get some. Sunday morning. It's Tuesday evening. <laughs> um. That was kind of eerie, no? Oh. <laughs> Hello. We're in the middle of a propaganda war, and, and we're probably getting... Whoa. My female dog is humping the male dog. This is kind of... It's breaking news. It's kind of live propaganda. Action. It's and, never happened before. And now they're fighting. Um, <sighs> welcome, welcome to the gulag. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're entering a cold civil war in this country. And that's the fact of the matter. There's a lot of stuff on, on social media and in the, in the uh, mainstream media that are, you know, just misinforming and telling people what to believe when, when at the end of the day, they're not necessarily facts. So, and it goes back to, like, things they're like not. the office of the president-elect and, and just to accept the uh, election results, even though all the way through today we've we found two more counties in Georgia that had uncounted votes from the night of the election. Uh, between the two counties, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 votes and over 3,700 of them were for Donald Trump. Where's your son? So. He's in the ditch. <laughs> oh, okay. thought we lost a kid. Are we good? We're good. We're I just, good. I didn't see a kid and then I saw dog thumping. I was kind of concerned that we'd lost one. He just sits there. There's a lot of ditches out here right now, so we're... I gotta keep an eye out on all the little ninos running around. Do you think? Around. Uh, do you think after all this is over, they'll sell the uh, the banner, the president elect office of president elect banner on eBay? I, I think would, people I would, would recreate. It. I mean, Alex Jones already had it maybe on his we'll, studio. Maybe so. we'll, maybe <laughs> we'll burn it. Okay. Yeah. We gotta I've never burned a flag. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested in you know see how that goes. Yeah. Um. You know what's gonna be the best is. God willing, all this fraud actually goes to court, and people give it the time of day, and they do their due diligence to investigate. And because that happens, Trump wins, right? Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. Trump wins by a landslide. 
Yeah. The, 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 Which was the prediction all along. And statistically, I mean, based off of those four cities that we talked about earlier, Milwaukee, Atlanta. Um, I think my dog has, like, Asperger's or something. Yeah. He's humping couch pillows. The, this, the places where we had the, uh, the drops, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Detroit, you take those cities out of the equation right now, you're talking about well over 300 electoral votes and probably winning the popular vote as well. Yeah. So back to my, my point was like, so, so let's say that we all believe he won. We believe there's fraud. That's the stance of this show. So let's say that that gets reversed, Trump gets another four years. What's going to be the best moment in the sun for Republicans is looking at all the left saying that we need unity. Let's unify once Trump was fall or once Biden was falsely claimed president elect. But weren't they calling us like literally deplorable last Nazis. month? Yeah, right. Okay. So now all of a sudden they want to unify. Walmart so it's going to be great. <laughs> First of all, I love Walmart. Okay. I also love Walmart. Second of all, I fucking hate that place. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, you're Mexican, so that has nothing to do with it, but. <laughs> that is true. You are Mexican. I'm also Mexican, but I don't. You claim that because I don't speak Spanish. Um, it's going to be awesome to see all these liberal people walk back their words because if Trump reverses and he wins, there's going to be so many riots, and it's going to be like, hey, you just called for unity a month ago. Now all of a sudden, it's take their hand, you know, off with their head, and it's like, well, what about the unity? Well, that was only if Biden was going to win. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. It are, are people taking down all the wood off their businesses and stuff? Or are they leaving it up just in case? Oh, they're leaving it up just in case. Yeah, they were actually talking about that on uh, I'd leave uh, it up. the news the other day. Here, I'd leave it up till December, whatever, till we know for sure. Yeah. What kind of sandwich is that? Yo, let me get most of that. Yeah, let me get a bite. It's a uh, peanut butter. Wrong. Ham sandwich. It's a split. Peanut butter and ham? That's a disgusting. Like one in one. That's weird. Yeah. Let I'm gonna call CPS eat. on you. They'd rather play in the dirt. Yeah. Oh god, look at all these. <laughs> no, he saw his little droplets inside the bag, and that's what he wanted. Oh. We're if on we location outside this week. In case if we don't get pooped on uh, by if you, if all the birds going south, the birds are all flying home for the evening. The dogs are humping each other and running around, and there are children playing everywhere. We're losing control. Yeah. It's basically paradise. This is what this is what we may or may not be at a super spreader event. It depends on how many kids are present technically at the podcast right now right now we're at five we're good in california one more kid shows up and we're probably all going we're gonna to have to go one away yeah. well the dogs you know, what time is it <laughs> right so, we will be sure. sighted all i know is if this place does get invaded i have the perfect sniper's nest yeah right it is well then you could have your neighbor help out too up there there's a chair in the corner you see that i did see that i'm kind of worried why that's pointed right towards me because i pee outside a lot <laughs> okay they like yeah. to watch I, the other day i peed outside at like six in the morning and the neighbor was, like, watering her plants, and I didn't know because I was out here, and I was like, man, a cup of coffee, waiting for construction to start, nice, peaceful. And then I hear her, like, talking on the phone or something, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I just see her, like, head right on the other side of my gate, and I was like, oh, God. Yep. Hey, don't look over here. She's, she's talking on the phone. Oh, my neighbor's peeing in the yard again. A she show. was talking in Spanish, so I'm not sure what she was saying. <laughs> so what, what, what we're seeing is we've already had several instances of votes being either found or overturned. And one of the things that I've seen uh, in the mainstream media 
and on social media this week is that they are walking back very discreetly a lot of things. For instance, last week, the week of the election, the Facebook fact checker on everybody's political post and or meme would state that Facebook and AP and the mainstream media has acknowledged that Joe Biden has won the 2020 presidential election. That fact-checking box on Facebook now has uh, turned into court litigations, recounts, and legal challenges are all part of normal elections and therefore will take out the process. In addition, a lot of people last week made a stink that Donald Trump's title on Facebook and on Twitter as president yeah, was removed and replaced with social candidate. Uh, at the same time, later Wrong. in the week, exactly. <laughs> Over the weekend, Joe Biden, who was being acknowledged on social media as president-elect, is now wrong political candidate as well. No. <laughs> so you start to see these little subtle things. In addition Got to twist. every single mainstream media talk show, MSNBC, CNN and now Fox News saying that there was no voter fraud and that Donald Trump needs to suck it up and accept the election results. And are, concede. Right. Now they're turning to, well, we're going to see where this goes and what does Trump have up his sleeve and, you know, what are these things that keep popping up and, and things keep popping up. So, you know, we, we just have to take into account we're in the middle of it. If witnesses or defectors who participated in voter fraud or election tampering come forward, those who want to see stuff happen in a more expedited manner need to just be patient. I'll give you a for instance. Let's say I worked for a company that had anything to do with voter tabulation, right? Mm -hmm. And I committed fraud. If I was going to sorry, be a whistleblower and came forward to the Trump campaign or the Trump lawyers and said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is have access. This is what I have access to. This is what I saw or did. The next day, you don't come out and say, oh, we've proved it. You sit down with the legal team. You put together a timeline. Instances, is there hardware? Is there software? There's a process for this. Now, I know all the people who voted for Donald Trump feel robbed and feel left out right now in regards to what they're doing to this president, what they've continued to do with this president. But, but at the end of the day... The legal team that he's put together, and we outlined it last week, Sidney Powell, Jay Sekulow, Rudy Giuliani, Lynn Wood, it is the best there ever was. Jay Sekulow's a man. Yeah, that it, guy is so smart. It is so hard. <clears throat> and, and we're going to get into some stuff in a little bit about you know the voting software and the systems and the whole thing with that. But we just need to be patient. Let the process play out. you got to remember, if you have been a fan or a supporter of Donald Trump over the last four or five years, you have to know... They keep telling you over and over and over and over again that they've got him dead to rights. They nailed him to the wall. This is it. He's going to jail. He's done until they don't have him. And then they just wake up the next day and he's still the president and he's still winning. And then they just act like it never happened. One, and the best example of that is the impeachment. There wasn't one time throughout the Biden campaign at Joe Biden's solo town hall or either of the debates where, where the impeachment was brought up. And that was something that the Democratic Party just wanted to hang their hats on when it happened because it didn't do anything. And it, it was something that they hyped up their entire base for, like the Mueller the probe and the taxes stuff and this, that, and the other thing that just go nowhere. Nothing sandwich. Yeah. yeah. One, remember the movie Taken? 
yes. with Liam Neeson, who's a dirtbag because he's anti-gun, even though he makes all his money off of him shooting people in movies. Well, he also uses lightsabers. Wrong. He's a pussy, but I digress. There's a scene in the first one when he's talking to his daughter, and his daughter goes to Europe. Or did she go to Europe? Where'd she go in the first one? She went to some terrorist country, okay, for vacation like an idiot. I think it was France. <clears throat> it's a terrorist country now. Same thing. It, the only reason we should go to France is to invade Normandy again, okay? There's so, a lot of, there's I like a it. lot of dog shit on the sidewalk. I've been there. <clears throat> My wife wants to go to France. I'm like, I don't drink wine. I don't like French food, except for French fries, which are American. Do you like bread? Not really. Yeah. I love bread. Yeah. Actually, I do love bread. I just yeah, wanted actual. to I mean, you're not Italian, give into that. Italian, you have to love bread. And Mexican. There's right. bread and everything. Fake news. <laughs> Wrong. So... Remember in the movie Taken when she's under the bed and she's like, oh my God, they're coming to get me. And he's like, you probably shouldn't have gone to France. Now, was it France? We're going to say it's France on this show because France sucks. So, but he says they're going to take you. It's going to be okay. Right? Because Liam Neeson knows he's going to go and rescue her. Exactly. Trump called this four years ago. And he's been been calling it for the last four years. So for us, supporters of him, it's like the scene where we're getting kidnapped to be sold in the sex slave industry, and he's like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And we have to trust that he's going to come rescue us at the end of the movie. I know that's a far stretch. That's where my dad. Right? I like it. I like it. That movie was badass. Yeah, it was Paris. Then there was, like, was in Paris. Then there was Taken again, and the last one was like, Taken one more time. And they're like, stop going on vacation, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stay home, okay? You live in L.A., there's a lot of stuff to look at in L.A. Stop going to Europe. There's a lot of people that want to kidnap people over there. I thought it was Taken on a boat. Right? Take it one more time. Snakes on a plane? Cruise control. Yeah. Where is she? That was Batman. But you guys know the point. Swear to me! (laughs) (laughs) Rachel! So moving forward in regards to what the Trump campaign is doing right now in regards to litigation and the court processes, um, one of the biggest things that's come under the, the spotlight here is the Dominion voting systems. Uh, Donald Trump made a claim on social media the other day that up to 2.7 million votes were changed or, and I'm quoting, stolen from him in regards to these systems and what they are and what they do. Um, you guys hear about the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, why, and I, and I get, we talked about this last week, like global or federal overreach on the election, we're not, we don't want that, right? No. But how in the frick is there not one set in place? Like, how do different states use different ways to count ballots? Well, how is that not like? Well, it's the same reason there's no voter ID across the board. And and that's what would solve all this, right? Is you show up, a voter ID, TJ, for God's sakes. Electoral cards. They're the one country that doesn't enforce shit. What's the rule? What What's the one thing they enforce? Voter ID. Yep. You can smoke crack out of your butthole in TJ if you want to. No one's gonna say anything. You want to show up to vote? Now you gotta have a voter ID. Exactly. How is it like? You have to start to dive into like the conspiracy of the electoral college, like the vote system as a whole. Like, why do people not want voter ID so they can fix elections? Why was mail-in ballot such a popular thing? The Democrats were the only ones pushing that. Yeah. It was mandated in California. Why? To institute voter fraud. There's no other reason you would want that. Well, the whole politicizing of the coronavirus thing, I mean, it's like they're not even trying to hide oh, it. Oh, no, not even. It's, it's insane. 
but to to look at the voter system and go, is this just working? Is it a lie? We don't need computers. We don't need people to vote on the internet. I don't care what celebrities say. Let's vote by phone. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Show up to the poll. Where, where do you vote by phone? On Dominion.com? Oh, on your burner phone, on yeah. your other phone, yeah. on the phone that Obama gave you back <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> that people still have that are magically being paid by somebody. Yeah, they're still giving those out, aren't they? Yeah. People still have them. I don't know where they're getting them from. Yeah. You were supposed to turn those in four, <laughs> four years ago, no? The Obama phone should have died when he left office. Did they repo the Obama phone? Probably not. But well, that's that's the frustrating part is like, you know, Republicans in the right is always like, we need voter ID. No, that's racist. And it's like, that would solve all this. Well, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in right we now. We would know I, who I the president's going to be. I don't think anybody wants to be dealing with this, this nonsense that we're dealing with right now. It would be nice if, you know, on... The election day, you actually get an election result. Dude, imagine like if, that. if we would have not cut the podcast off. At some point, we would have been like, dude, everyone's asleep. Yeah. Because what did we cut it off at, like, 9, 10 at night? No, we were closer to 11. Yeah, I was bored. Remember, Raiden was sleeping. I was like, yeah. Raiden was sleeping, but he was dressed up to loot. Remember, he was in all black. I was oh, drunk. Yeah. He did wear his NPR turtleneck. That he day. had <laughs> all black, and we gave him crap the whole time. We're like, are you going to loot after this? He's in his black block. But, I'm going to tell you guys all about Dominion. And everything that's behind it going back to the early 2000s. But first, do you like firearms? Firearms, parts, and accessories? If you do, then you'll love West Coast Survival Arms. They're one of uh, Facebook's one-stop shops for everything in regards to all of your guns and gun parts. They have gun storage. They sell ammo. They've got great deals. Mike has been serving the greater part of San Diego County for over a decade. And uh, you can find them on Facebook at West Coast Survival Arms. You could reach them via the phone at 619-870-6992. Or you can drop them an email at info at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. Again, West Coast Survival Arms. If you like firearms and firearms accessories, you need ammo and want somebody to take care of your droves, then you want to hit up Mike at West Coast Survival Arms. You can even hit him up on Facebook. I've done it. If you don't like firearms, you're probably listening to the wrong show. The wrong damn show. Yeah. Wrong. Go away if you don't like guns. Okay. So here we go. Dominion voting systems. It's been around since the 2000s, the early 2000s, and it was developed. Where was it originally used? Anywhere. Uh, well, before it was in, used in this election, it was uh, more famously used in the 2015 elections in Venezuela. There was no corruption in Venezuela. Why does that ring a bell? Mm -hmm. Huh. Mm -hmm. So Venezuela had a fair election. Wrong. Exactly. Just so, just so our listeners know, in over 2,000 jurisdictions for the 2020 presidential election in the United States and 30 states, which include all of the swing states and battleground states, the Dominion software was used in some context to tally the votes of the 2020 presidential election. Um, retired Admiral Peter Neffinger, he's a Smartmatic board of directors. Smartmatic software is one of the programs that's ran on this, in addition to the hammer and scorecard. And um, he's a great guy. Right now he's part of the Biden transition team. He's linked to uh, George Soros and George Soros-backed associates. He's a member of a global think tank that received funds from Burisma Holdings, that Ukraine energy company that employed Hunter Biden. And, uh, you know, he, he's been sliming around the government for the last 20 years. Um, 
trying to hawk his uh, software and programs to uh, basically take control of the, the elections in the United States. Um, Dennis Montgomery, who's a former CIA software contractor, he built the hammer and scorecard programs uh, and worked on it from 2003 through 2010. Now, what the hammer and scorecard programs do, hammer is like a patch that goes into the Smartmatic software of the Dominion voting systems. And <clears throat> basically, you can war game in real time where the uh, elections are going in regards to the votes and see what you need to do to get over the finish line. So when he developed this programs and worked with the CIA, DIA, and NSA as an independent contractor, he decided to blow the whistle after the United States basically wargamed in real time uh, one of the Venezuelan presidential elections. Um, in 2014, Dennis Montgomery stole 47 hard drives that contained over 6 million pages of illegally harvested domestic surveillance. This surveillance included information on Donald Trump, Michael Flynn, Congress members, members of the Supreme Court, over 160 federal judges, FISA judges, and Wall Street executives. Um, he tried to make a plea deal and get exoneration uh, in regards to blowing the whistle. Uh, this was during the time where Mueller, Clapper, and Brennan were all heads of major federal law enforcement organizations. They kind of choked him out in regards to the hardware that he was trying to blow the whistle on. And in late 2014, he returned the uh, hardware that he stole from the government to James Coney and uh, went through a court case where he was basically um, let off for his crimes, but was ba unable to pull the wool off of, you know, who's behind this thing in the elections we've been meddling in internationally for years. So that's just something that, uh, you know, we need to take into account. Well, the software was used to literally do the exact same thing that we're thinking is happening now. That's what that's what they're claiming here. Yeah. And we've already seen several exa examples of it. We've seen uh, in Michigan where over 6,000 votes swayed in favor of Donald Trump and flipped a local race in the House from Democrat to Republican. And now we're starting to see in Georgia, there's been multiple counties, in addition to counties in Nevada, uh, where the same instances are taking place. They're QCing these voting results, and the paper physical ballots are not matching up to what we have in regards to the digital ones. So it's ridiculous to me to believe that, you know, stuff like this can go on in the United States. And we've talked about it on this show. We can't have it both ways. Like, Donald Trump, we've stated, is not at fault for things that have happened with coronavirus on a state level simply because he gave the power back to the states. And when he gave the power back to the states, you can't have it both ways in regards to elections, even though it should be. Um, when it comes to elections, they should be done at a federal level. They should be watchdog through DHS, uh, all the ballots should not be printed at the state level, 
they should have a more fair and balanced way of tabulating the bonus or the the ballots. And at the end of the day, they need to, uh, you know, have a more generic way of doing it in regards to not having a dumpster fire like we have now. Back in 2019, uh, Democratic members of Congress in the House uh, wrote a letter and penned an article about Dominion voting systems. And there was a large error in Michigan, imagine that, where they're having issues now. Uh, it resulted in correct counts. And Democrat Senators Elizabeth Warren, Ron Wyden, Amy Klobuchar, and Congressman Mark Pokin warned about the reports of machines, and I'm quoting now, switching votes with undisclosed vulnerabilities and improbable results that threaten, threaten the integrity of our elections. So they, they continued, in 2018 alone, voters in South Carolina were reporting that machines switched their votes after they inputted them. Scanners were rejecting paper ballots in Missouri. Busted machines were causing long lines in Indiana. In addition, the researchers recently uncovered previously undisclosed vulnerabilities in nearly three dozen back-end election systems in 10 states. And this year, after the Democrat candidate's electronic tally showed he received 164 votes out of 55,000 cast in Pennsylvania in a judicial election in 2019, the county's Republican chairwoman said, nothing went right on election day and everything went wrong, and that's a problem. The letter continues, these problems threaten the integrity of the election and demonstrate the importance of election systems that are strong, durable, vulnerable, and to attack. Republicans have been uh, probing other countries or other counties in Michigan, suggesting the needs for investigations in other states where Dominion machines were used. Our teams are currently reaching out to county clerks in Michigan, as well as going through the election results in each of the counties where the software to see how widespread the error may be. Michigan Republican Party Communicators Director Tony Zamet told the Washington Examiner last weekend. So what I just read now, and, and, and that whole line there, let me, let me go back. The letter continues, these threaten the integrity of our elections and demonstrate the importance of election systems that are strong, durable, and not vulnerable to attack. In addition to saying, reports of machines, switching votes, undisclosed vulnerabilities, and improbable results that threaten the integrity of election. That's Elizabeth Warren and three other members of Congress, not fucking Donald Trump tweeting like he is now. So if these people are trying to blow the whistle on this a year ago and years before. It, well, they're it, okay with it now, right? Right, it baffles my mind yeah. that they're just gonna be okay with it when, it, when in turn it, it's being accused that it turned the election the other way in regards to Donald Trump. Well, and there's the reports of people adjusting the, what, the sensitivity level on the uh, signature verification. Well, and then you have <coughs> people in there. made it completely invalid. Then you have people in Arizona. Like, imagine this. Imagine you're in a swing state like Arizona, a big one, right? And you're getting off work, and you're told Arizona's called super early, and you're getting off work, and you're going, well, shit, if it's already called, why am I going to go vote? Exactly. So That's how many 54% people... 54% reporting at, like, 7 o'clock at night, West Coast time. So how many people got off work or were about to go to the polls, blue-collar people in Arizona that were working, were going to go to the polls, and that didn't happen. And then there was, what, a couple hours of the polls, like, just not working in some counties, in mysteriously red counties in Arizona? Weird. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Judicial Watch put out an article this week that said in 353 counties in the United States, 1.8 million 
more voters registered than eligible citizens. And and then you're talking about Duke. the unsolicited ballots that are going out from some of these Democratic governors in regards to this. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So it, it's it's widespread and it's it's under the microscope right now and, and, and we'll see. Trump's legal team is, is uh, demanding a full probe of the Dominion software voting systems and said over the weekend that voting machines uh, may have rigged the election results and they demand a national security inve investigation. That was Rudy Giuliani. Um, the company is not a stranger to election integrity concerns, including corporate lineages with the state, with the uh, to the late Venezuelan socialist strongman Hugo Chavez, who we who we outlined where the hammer and scorecard software was originally used. <laughs> now, it's good as a Trump fan or supporter of the president and the administration to think we're going to go back and look at these software systems, the Dominion voter systems, the hammer and scorecard, uh, the software, the Smartmatic, and get a win out of it. The thing that really got me through the weekend was when Sidney Powell, who jumped on the Trump legal team a little over a week ago, and is basically the Michael Jordan of DC lawyers, went and did the cable circuit and talked about it. We got a couple clips um, in regards to that, and we're gonna play them now. Uh, we'll call this clip two listed as its former Admiral Peter Neffinger, or retired Admiral Peter Neffinger. He is president and on the board of directors of Smartmatic. And it just so happens he's on uh, Mr. Biden's presidential transition team that's going to be non-existent because we're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. And President Trump won by not just hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes that were shifted by this software that was designed expressly for that purpose. We have sworn witness testimony of why the software was designed. It was designed to rig elections. He was fully briefed on it. He saw it happen in other countries. It was exported internationally for profit by the people that are behind Smartmatic and Dominion. They did this on purpose. It was calculated. They've done it before. We have evidence from 2016 in California. We have so much evidence. I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. Wow. And that's Sidney Powell. Here's the thing. Sidney Powell. As a, as a Trump supporter, you can't go and get hard pee pee because she said that they have sworn witness testimonies about this software system that's been brought back in after being used internationally and then talked about Peter Neffinger, the Smartmatic uh, Board of Directors member who's now on the Biden transition team who developed and used the software. Sidney Powell went on to say, and this adds a little substance to the story, um, based off of her track record. Now, remember, she's the lawyer who basically is getting Michael Flynn off of FBI entrapment. She also was a huge Merrill Lynch whistleblower 
back in the 90s and 2000s and wrote the book License to Lie, which blew the whistle on a lot of the dirty shit going on in the DOJ. I was going to say, Merrill Lynch has been... A little sketchy. Yeah, exactly. She, she, she was a she was a really awesome component in regards to blowing all that up. Where's she been the last? one? she sounds old as shit. She is. She's been in, in DC. Uh, I was gonna say where she's been the last hundred years. Winning cases. <laughs> winning cases. Just getting after it. Yep. The elections are supposed to be certified in early December. Do you believe that you can present this to the courts and be successful within this just couple of weeks? Well, let me put it this way. First of all, I never say anything I can't prove. Uh, secondly, the evidence is coming in so fast I can't even process it all. Millions of Americans have written, I would say by now, uh, definitely Hundreds of thousands have stepped forward with their different experiences of voter fraud, but this is a massive election fraud, and I'm very concerned it involved not only uh, Dominion and its Smartmatic uh, software, but that the software essentially was used by other election machines also. It's the software that was the problem. Even their own manual explains how votes can be wiped away. Uh, they can put, it's like drag and drop Trump votes to a separate folder and then delete that folder. It's absolutely brazen how people bought this system and why they bought this system. In fact, every state that bought Dominion for sure should have a criminal investigation or at least a, a serious investigation of the uh, federal of the officers in the states who bought the software. We've even got evidence of some kickbacks, essentially. Kickbacks. I want to take a short break and come back on that. And I want to ask you about the kickbacks and who took kickbacks in which states. Did he stay with us? Quick break. Guess where some of those kickbacks happened? States like Michigan, Georgia, no. Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. So, I mean, Sidney Powell really brought the thunder this week. And, again, that quote, I don't say things on TV that I can't prove in court. Right after she said it's not hundreds and thousands but up to millions of votes that were changed from Joe Biden or from Donald Trump to Joe Biden in the course of the general election really has to raise some eyebrows. And it was after those interviews that she did the cable circuit over the weekend that you saw Facebook, Twitter, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all really starting to scale back them trying to bully the president into accepting the election, the election result. To concede, to cave in. And, and stopping the concession in regards to let's let the legal process play out. And that's what you're seeing right now. The last couple we're going to play from Sidney Powell is Powell. pretty awesome. Sidney Powell. We got to start saying that. <laughs> Colin Powell. So she is just a beast. And here's her on Lou Dobbs um, basically saying what the Trump campaign legal plan is moving forward. Breaking news now, Dominion voting systems say they categorically deny any and all of President Trump's claims that their voting machines caused any voter fraud in key swing states or electoral fraud. But reports contradict that claim. In 2016, a senior executive at Dominion told the Illinois State Board of Elections that it is 
impossible to bypass their election system software. Here's what the vice president of engineering at Dominion at that time, Eric Coomer, told the board during a meeting in Coomer. good old Cook County. <laughs> No, we are not allowed to do routine updates without having to go through a recertification effort, um, but we do uh, routinely give guidance on how to best secure systems. And also going back again to the, the, the final um, mitigation against all of this is a robust audit in the canvassing process, um, which all of our jurisdictions have implemented. Coomer said no updates can be done without recertification, as you heard. Mr. Coomer's assurances of a secure system, however, are contradicted by the fact that various vendors, election officials, and others reportedly can access the voting machine code without an update being required. Imagine and we that. know that there were updates Mer. on those machines a day before the election. What? Well, joining us tonight is Sidney Powell, Oof. a member of President Trump's Sydney legal team, Powell. General Flynn's uh, defense attorney, a great American and prominent uh, appellate lawyer. Great to also have you with us, Sidney. Give it to us, Ms. Powell. Let's Dominion. Uh, a, a, a straight out disavowal of uh, any uh, claim uh, of fraud against the company, its uh, software or machines. Let Your reaction? Well, I can hardly wait to put forth all the evidence we have collected on Dominion, mm. starting with the fact it was created to produce altered voting results in Venezuela for Hugo Chavez, and then shipped internationally to manipulate votes for purchase in other countries, including this one. It was funded by money from Venezuela and Cuba, and, and China has a role in it also. So if you Lovely. want to talk about foreign election interference, we certainly have it now. We have staggering statistical evidence. We have staggering testimony from witnesses, including one who was personally in briefings when all of this was discussed and planned, beginning with Hugo Chavez and how it was designed there, and then saw it happening in this country. As soon as the state shut down on election night and stopped counting, those are the states where the most egregious problems occurred. We also need to look that. at, and we're beginning to collect evidence on the financial interests of some of the governors and secretaries of state who actually bought into the Dominion systems, surprisingly enough. Hunter Biden type graft to line their own pockets by getting a voting machine in that would either make sure their election was successful or they got money for their family from it. Well, that's straightforward. It may take, uh, you're going to have to be quick to, to go through and to produce that investigation and the results of it. Uh, the, December, uh, the December deadlines are approaching uh, for electors, and uh, just as we saw in uh, 2000 with Bush v. Gore, uh, how critical are those deadlines and how urgent does that make your investigation and discovery? Well, for fraud this serious, I think even if the states are stupid enough to go ahead and certify the stupid votes enough. where we know the machines were operating and producing 
altered election results. That's if they're stupid enough to do that, then they will be set aside by the fraud also. I mean, we are talking about hundreds of thousands of votes. Damn. President Trump won this election in a landslide. It's going to be irrefutable. Yes. And we are, patriots are coming forward all, every day, all day faster than we can collect their information Swing. with the testimony they're willing to give under oath about how their votes were stolen and how the machines operated. They were updated the night of the election, sometimes oh. after the election. Oh. We've got mm. statistical evidence Clutching that shows pearls. hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of votes being just put in and replicated. Mm. It, it's going to be there needs to be a massive criminal investigation, and it's going to affect millions of voters and elections. This is a long clip, ladies and gentlemen. Just bear with us. With these allegations, these charges, if you're still listening, is the FBI already <laughs> carrying out uh, an investigation of these voting companies uh, where their servers are domiciled? And in at least two instances, three instances, uh, we know they're in foreign countries. Uh, Tell us where the Justice Department is in all of this. Uh, I wish I knew. I'm not on the inside, so I'm not privy to that information. I know that even Democratic senators and Congress people for years have reported problems with this system to the FBI and to the government, and nobody's done a blooming thing about it. Nothing. The people in the election security part of the Department of Homeland Security need to be fired yesterday. They're absolutely ridiculous. Of course, Chris Ray needs to be fired, too, because the only FBI interview of any witness was to intimidate him and try to get him to change his truthful testimony four hours by an anti-Trump FBI agent. They still have politics infecting the FBI instead of just following the law. We are on the precipice of this is essentially a new American revolution. And anybody who wants this country to remain free needs to step up right now. These are federal felonies. Altering a vote or oh, uh, changing a, a ballot is a federal felony. That means you can't People vote need to next come election. forward now She's and get on the right side of this issue and report the fraud they know existed <laughs> right in Dominion literally. voting systems Her because that's what it was created kind of to do. It was like its sole original lady. purpose. It has been used all over the world to defy the will of people who wanted freedom. When she says freedom, I just... Sydney, at the <laughs> outset of this broadcast, I said that this is the culmination of what has been a, over a four-year effort to overthrow this president, exactly. to first deny his candidacy uh, uh, d uh, the uh, election, but then uh, to overthrow his presidency. This looks like the effort to uh, to carry out an end game in the in the effort against him. Uh, do you concur? Oh, absolutely, and it's uh, it's been. Uh, organized and, and conducted with the help of Silicon Valley people, the, the big tech companies, the social media companies, and even the media companies. And I'm going to release the Kraken. The Kraken? Don't do that. Well, good, Don't because do it, this, is, uh, this, is, this is an extraordinary and, uh, and such a dangerous moment in our history. Uh, I really am very concerned uh, for the country. Uh, I am very concerned for all Americans. I, and I have a feeling that most Democrats are first Americans and not Democrats. They have to be as alarmed as any one of us. Uh, Cindy, we're glad that you are on the, uh, on the, on the charge uh, to straighten out all of this. It is a, a foul mess 
uh, and it is uh, far more sinister than any of us could have imagined, uh, even uh, over the course of the past four years. You get the last word, Sydney. Let's get it. It is indeed a very foul mess. It is farther and wider and deeper than we ever thought, but we are going to go after it, and I am going to expose every one of them. And there you have it. Let's just take into account what we heard. And again, thanks for, thanks for bearing with us. That was a long clip. But to be able to get the context of everything without us fumbling over the words and, and, and maybe paraphrasing some of the lawyers, let's just take into account. On the show, we, we, we recognize it all the time. Rudy Giuliani is a fucking great lawyer. He's gangster. He was 9-11's mayor of New York City. He brought down, basically by himself, the five families in the New York mafia you know, back in the day. But sometimes Rudy goes on TV and he may have had a couple or he fumbles over his words. Or, Guilty. Or, yeah, okay. just maybe gets a little bit ahead of himself. Guilty Sydney Powell every is, Tuesday. is the opposite of that. She is clear, concise, composed, and she does not fuck around. She seems like the type of person that would invite you in her house, make you sweet tea, and then won't let you leave until you accept Jesus into your heart. Jesus or getting fired from a job, either or, or both. Yeah. Right? She doesn't play. So here's the thing. For the last couple years, Sidney Powell has been going to war with the DOJ, the CIA, and the FBI in regards to the Michael Flynn case. So they're already on her shit list. And then she finds out that all of this stuff in regards to Dominion voting systems not only involves the FBI, the CIA, the, the DOJ, but now DHS, who earlier this week sent out a press release that stated... The 2020 presidential general election was the most secure in American history. Wrong. <laughs> the Election Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council team working under the aegis of Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency at DHS. Wrong. Stated that there is no evidence that any voting system deleted. Wrong. Lost votes. Wrong. Changed votes. Wrong. In any way, shape, or form. Wrong. Or was compromised. Wrong. Exactly. We should. I should. I have one more space for another sound, and we should, it should be the Mike Dick cut. Come on, man. I think it should be the best is yet to come because that is my favorite fucking line. Every single time <laughs> we, we get to like the end of a shit segment, Donald Trump saying the best is yet to come always gives me hope. It's just funny that like there's no election fraud, and it's like. Here's the thing. I don't even trust the bills that come in the mail. Nothing. Because stuff comes in the mail, it's like from my mortgage company. I'm like, bullshit. Where's this is fake news. I mean, you get all these like stuff that comes in the mail is who knows where it's coming from. It sucks when like the parts of every movie that you grew up saying is fake is actually real. <laughs> you know, in regards to like law enforcement and the government and Secret Service and DOJ and FBI and CIA and everybody is just like. The levels of corruption and deep-seated swampness. And, and she said, I am literally going to expose and prosecute every single one of them. With some Southern hospitality. Earlier in the segment, she said, I can't wait or dare states to try and certify their voter tallies because that's when they will be getting caught. What do you do? And it, and it was after she went around the media circuit this weekend and got on all the shows. She was on Maria Bartiromo. She was on Lou Dobbs. Uh, she did a couple of internet podcasts. I know she was on War Room with Steve Bannon. And and basically, you know, she she laid it all out there. Releasing the Kraken, daring you to certify your votes, saying you're going to expose fraud, systematic at every level of the government, known for years here 
internationally widespread. It's like, what what do they do? And then when Lou Dobbs said, this kind of seems like after the last four or five years of what happens to Donald Trump and what he's been through as a president, this seems like his political endgame to finally expose and level the playing field. All she could do was agree with him because that's the truth. I, I, mean, I mean, it's hard in this day and age when you have every single person in the mainstream media on Facebook, on Twitter, censoring you, saying it's a conspiracy theory for every single time. I love when I post that. Exactly. And it's just like, guess wrong, what? Wrong. Guess what? It's fucking not. The best part, dude, I, put, I repost videos of people literally filling in bowels with a pen. And they go, hey, this is uh, false information. I'm like, there's a black dude in a Biden hat literally filling in ballots. I mean, here's the thing. And, and the best thing is part is he looks left, right, left again, like he's going to make a right turn and a stop sign. And then he proceeds to make sure no one's looking, and then he fills in a ballot. And it's like... At the end of the it's day... A, it's a video. How is that fake news? It's, a, it's literally a video. If you believe that Joe Biden can get 10 million more voters to come out and vote for him as sort of a referendum on Donald Trump than Barack Obama got in his first election, when Donald Trump... Wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> improved and doubled and tripled every sub-demographic, which included black, Asian, Latin, men and women, LBGT, all of those things. Okay. It's you need to get your head examined. It's just a, if Donald That's Trump was stupid. if this was a referendum on Donald Trump, Donald Trump would not have secured 10 million more votes at the height of a pandemic when everybody's locked down in this general election. And, and, and you want to know what else? I'm, I'm reading another fact here. This is from Town Hall. This came out two days ago. Oh, and we've been talking about the same fucking four cities for the last two weeks now. Philadelphia, Atlanta, Milwaukee and Arizona. Swing state. Anyways. Are we out of beer? Is there a beer shortage? We're we're pretty close to being out of beer. I have Coors Light. Absolutely fucking not. No, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Detroit. I'm not going to, I feel a little targeted right there. (laughs) The common theory is here, and this is one of the things that Sidney Powell talked about when she talked about the voter dumps. Sidney Powell. At some point on election night, those four cities shut down their voting. In Atlanta, there was a water Nevada. Break. Are you talking about Nevada? No. No. Because no, Nevada also shut their shit Atlanta, down. Philadelphia, Detroit, and Milwaukee. Okay. okay. In Atlanta, there was supposedly a water main break. Sure. There, there was never any water main break evidence. There was no documented video. There was never any work orders put in. But the voting there stopped for a certain what amount of time. What kind of pipeline is running through a, vol- a polling place? That's number one. For a pipe to burst. Okay. In Philadelphia, the, and, uh, Philadelphia and Detroit and Milwaukee, they just decided at some point unprecedentedly that they were just going to stop voting counting and when they stopped counting votes they decided to go back in the middle of the night like at four o'clock in the morning or whatever their time was and just start counting votes again hmm. that exactly was that was that was definitely my that's uh, a little strange so I, I have the before and afters and, and you gotta remember this has been a really 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 good, and and just to recap election night we did a live show when we went to bed and we called this off we were all full most of us are a little drunk. Trump was like in the clear. Landslide. And then we woke up and it was like, oh, uh, mur, mur, all are, these. Are you, guys ready for, are you guys ready for the numbers? Let's hear it. Let's hear the numbers. When we called the show before they called the voting in Pennsylvania, Donald Trump, 57%, Joe Biden, 41.8. In Michigan, Donald Trump, 54%, Joe Biden, 44.4. In Georgia, Donald Trump, 53.1%. Joe Biden, 45.6%. In North Carolina, Donald Trump, 50%. Joe Biden, 487 
In Michigan, Donald Trump, 54%, Joe Biden, 44.4%. And in Wisconsin, 51.7% for Donald Trump, 46.8% for Joe Biden. Here's the thing. Out of all these states right here, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina, and Wisconsin, the closest race is North Carolina. When we called this show and went to bed, in the middle of the night on election night, Donald Trump was up 50.01%. Joe Biden had 48.7%. Donald Trump went on to win North Carolina. It was called for him earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In Pennsylvania, he's up 16%. In Michigan, he's up 10%. In Georgia, he's up 9%. And in Wisconsin, He's up 6%. And then he winds up losing all of these fucking states with random hundreds of thousands of ballot dumps where 98% of the ballots that were found over this time period all went to Joe Biden. It's physically impossible. And what's the, the main thing that is a common theme throughout all of these states is that the Dominion, Dominion software voting systems, the Smartmatic software patches... And the crying children with hammer and scorecard <laughs> were all used in these states. It's a conspiracy theory. Wrong. <laughs> it's it's the, <clears throat> the part the the part that's comical in this is there's no discrepancies in red states or blue states. Uh -uh. It's only in the swing states, literally the last states to be called in this election to determine who the president's going to be for the next 4 years. And all the same software was used in all these states. And here's the thing. I have an article from Town Hall. I, I mentioned it before I got into my last rant. It was, uh, it's from two days ago. And it's, it's a political breakdown of election night. It's curious how Joe Biden underperformed Hillary Clinton in every city except these four. And you could only imagine, based off what we've been talking about for the last two weeks, that those four cities are Pennsylvania, Detroit, or Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, and Milwaukee. Joe Biden outperformed Hillary Clinton in those four cities and did worse than her in every other city that she performed in 2016 in across the entire United States. Systematically impossible. Statistically impossible. There's no way that it could have happened. And uh, we need to really figure out what's going on here. So in regard to Dominion Software... In regards to the Smartmatic and Hammer and Scorecard um, systems, something's going on. The Trump legal team is on it. I've heard three or four uh, software engineers have flipped. I know that um, Admiral McEnany was on Charlie Kirk earlier this week. I don't know if you guys heard that podcast. He, at one point, was the third highest-ranking um, officer in the Air Force. He served in every theater of war from Vietnam as someone who physically went to Afghanistan and Iraq as an officer. And he has the, you know, the highest security clearance in the United States. He said he's seen with his own eyes this Dominion voting system software in action in other countries. And he has talked to people who have flipped, and he said in regards to what's going on with overturning the current status of the election, you know, basically the storm is coming. And, and we talked about it last week. It is no longer, I think, 
within our interest to get Donald Trump above the 270 electoral vote mark. I mean, if you look at the Georgia recount, st legal stuff that's going on in Arizona and Nevada, that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think the goal right now is to get Joe Biden under 270, which a point yeah. would mean you have a contested election. And when the electoral uh, college meets, the electors have the ability to supersede the popular vote and vote for who they want. Or right now, if they want to go and uh, pick a president based off of how many Republican and House seats there are in regards to just state votes, I think the Republicans are up 29 to 22. So it would be Trump 29 to 22 in the House, and then the Senate would vote on Mike Pence. I think Mike Pence is his own tiebreaker. That'd be so, awesome. Yeah. Um, moving forward, we got, uh, saw on the news today that Donald Trump's going to be bringing home more troops by the end of the year from Iraq and Afghanistan. They're going to be lowering numbers, I believe, to 2,500 in each country, which is, again, promises kept. Um, earlier in the week this week, they had, uh, rejected the wreath laying at Arlington Cemetery. Uh, Donald Trump went and wrote, I don't know if it was an executive order or just superseded their cancellation of the wreath laying and said that the wreaths will be laid for the holidays and the people who have, you know, died protecting their, their countries and freedom that we love so much will be, uh, recognized with their, with their usual holiday wreath layings. And, uh, Department of Homeland Security this, this week announced that by the end of the fiscal year, which would be January, uh, they will have completed or reinstalled or added 450 miles of border fence to areas that previously either didn't have them or, or needed them redone due to ineffectiveness. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts right now. And... Uh, you know, the, the stories are, are, are breaking by the minute. I, I, I wish we were able to do this show more than once a week right now. We can't just based off of our schedules. But, um, you know, we really need to uh, stay vigilant in regards to, in regards to uh, you know, staying up and staying informed and, and kind of staying off the, uh, the mainstream media. Jesse, what do you, what do you think about the... Uh, way that Fox News has kind of defected from supporting Donald Trump over the last couple of weeks. It was kind of like an election night surprise in addition to the to the Biden vote dumps overnight. Well, let me first off start by saying I'm the most absent uh, person here today. I got this one-year-old running around and he's, he's a handful. Yeah, he is eating sandwiches and shitting his he's pants. He's eating sandwiches, he's uh, shitting himself and watching Baby Shark as we speak now. Oh. But, I mean, uh, I would say out of everyone here, I'm probably the least informed. So I would just like to sit back and uh, listen to see, you know. Do you feel any more or less red-pilled after listening to the show for the last nearly two hours? Don't get me wrong. Because uh, I, I do my fucking homework. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, before, I would, let's take it back a couple of years, I would definitely say I was on, uh, I would say I was on the other side. With work and everything like that, uh... And this year, I, I must admit, I'm not even going to lie, this year was the first time I actually voted because I was on that whole, uh, nothing really matters, everything's rigged, everything is going to go wherever it goes, and that's it. Well, congratulations, and welcome to the to the family of man. 
we're at a table right now. I guess we consider this a big boy table. And, and by voting, you, you, you've earned your seat here. It's, it's your constitutional. People died for the right to vote. True. I mean, Very true. you know, you want to take it back to its purest form, and that's, that's the fact of the matter that this country left England, and, and we don't want kings. I mean, we joke around and say that Donald Trump's like an emperor, but at, at the end of the day, he's an elected official, and, and he received more votes this election I think by the end of the day, once they get this whole Dominion thing figured, he's going to have garnered more votes than anyone in the history of, of, of electorate. And, and that's just this is the fact of the matter. And, and getting back to what I was asking about Fox News and their complete sellout or ship, they've, they've basically pushed all their chips to the middle of the table and have said, you, know, you want to know what? It looks like he's going to fucking lose, so fuck him. And, and, and they've gone completely trying to fact check and debunk all of his tweets and all of his theories in regards to voter fraud and election tampering. And, and you know, I, I know he talks shit about them when they don't basically support the things that he's doing. But like we've outlined in previous shows, when, when you go and just pretty much put up on the board promises made versus promises kept, yep. it doesn't fucking matter what Fox News says. Donald Trump's done a whole lot more of what he said he's going to do than what anyone thought he could have done and yeah. under the most shittiest circumstances probably in the history of the government. Well, he had he was backed in the corner of his whole presidency. Mm -hmm. And um, we talked about it that night we were watching Fox News when they called Arizona and then you have that nerd come on who turns out he was a Biden-Hillary supporter and he was a donor to the Democratic Party. And it's like, why is this guy even employed by a so-called conservative news program? So... I've watched Newsmax a couple times. Thankfully, we get them on our, our cable, but... Here's the thing. I like I, I like what Newsmax is doing, but it is fucking painful to watch. Like, we are in a backyard right now. We're on a beer pong table. I mean, you watch people like Tim Pool awesome. and, and, and Steven Crowder, and, and they, it looks like sometimes they're, they're doing it in a garage. They have, like, their banner behind them or some, like hospital dividers Some to kind of get better setup. acoustics. Yeah, and this is like a billion times shittier than that, but we're trying to fight the good fight for what we believe in and what we think is right for the country. I mean, I've been looking forward to do something like this for years, and, and, and basically we have a platform here now with, with you, and, you know, Jesse's our guest today, but we got Noah, who's becoming a, a regular contributor to the show, and, and Dakota and Raiden. And we're really just trying to give people who have the same sort of voice more of a platform to hear and think about you know the things that we're giving you guys information on because yeah. we're in the middle of a propaganda war with the mainstream media with the elected politicians when you have every single news outlet every newspaper cable news channel local news channel saying the same things about joe biden being president-elect and mm -hmm. the whole unity message and this that and the other thing that is I don't want to Alex Jones it, but it's kind of like mind control. They're trying to get everybody For sure. in line. Did you see the video recently? And it was a collage of... <clears throat> all the newspapers? It was all the news stations talking yeah. about this is a threat to our democracy. And it, and um, we'll post it on our Instagram page, the, the link to it. But it's basically all these local news stations across the country. And it's literally the same script. And it's to basically give in to Biden, like... This is a threat to our democracy if we fight this. And it's creepy, like, to the point where whoever made this video is super well done because they dub over, like, 
20 different news stations and they're all saying the exact same script. And it's like, that's the fight. And that's my point to people that are like, you have people that support Biden and they're for the fight and the rebellion. And it's like, you're buying into the same person that the mass majority of people are. Like, there's no rebellion if you're going with the mass media. You're just and with a sheep. Celebra- you're exactly, you're a sheep. Not to mention, we talked about this last week, but during the whole debate, Biden never laid out any policy. He never he, answered a question. He floated policy, but he didn't tell you how he was going to do it. I'm going to give free education to people. How are you going to do that? I don't want to pay more taxes. We live in California. Our state tax is insane. Federal tax is not much better. Nope. So you're going to pay for free school? I should get a and free stipend for the amount of college I paid for. How much free school are we getting this year? Yeah. I'm a fucking teacher in my house. You guys are teachers in your house. And, and I mean, your kids aren't old enough yet, but at, at some point you're going to be a teacher in your house too, Jesse. I mean, it's just, it's fucking terrible. And, and, and we've harped on it. Terrible. It's terrible. Out of all the things that I like wanted, all the things... Well, we have we have a new contributor to the show. Yeah, where's those things? Where do have one? What is it? Like we said, this is a kid-friendly show. We all have kids and dogs, and they're constantly running around. So yeah. it doesn't make our podcast any shittier. It gives a context that we're real people, and 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 we have real opinions. And and it's not every single person who listens to this show or thinks this way that they have the opportunity to go out and be able to voice those opinions and give people the information that. They may be looking for. They want to. They want to fact check on. There's one thing that I want to go back to, and it was to that statement from DHS, who, uh, you know, said this was the most safe and secure election in the history of the electorate. Did you know on the committee that produced that memo earlier this week, Smartmatic and Dominion both have members of their board who sit on that oversight committee. So you're basically saying the people who the Trump legal campaign are accusing of changing votes and stealing the election are sitting on the panel who are giving out information to the public through DHS that this was the safest and fair elections in the history of mankind, in the history of the United States. Preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. Wrong. Exactly. So right now we're on the attack. I, I see a lot of people in the mainstream media and on the Democratic side of the aisle kind of just biding their time. I see buttholes getting tighter. <laughs> I, I see the narratives about Donald Trump uh, ruining our country and creating a constitu- constitutional crisis getting smaller. And between now and our next show, who knows what's going to happen. But we're, we're in the early stages of litigation. And boom. boom. As supporters of Donald Trump, and the administration, this show can only sit back and watch as the legal process plays out. I, I think that's a good segue into, uh, before we go, letting people know who we are and where we're at. This is Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're on Instagram at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Yeah. So we post links to the show. There are lots of great memes. Also, lots <clears throat> of great memes. You got to share this because it's on Facebook. It's on, excuse me. It's on iTunes and Spotify, so if follow our channel, follow the channel and subscribe because that helps us be able to pump our numbers up for sponsors. We already have one sponsor. We're in the works of like three other sponsors that could help generate popularity to our page. And also for you guys, discount codes on things that you'd probably be interested in as far as like holsters, 
um, beer stuff because we got one sponsor. We're in the works, so we're almost signing a deal with them to give us um, a beer discount. That's a local brewery in San Diego. So when you like and share, and, and I know that's not a popular opinion to be a Trump supporter, to be a conservative. Or is it? It or should be. It? It I mean, really I mean should be. are 73 million people wrong? Are 73 million people Nazis? I don't think so. No. Now, the, now, the now left when, would tell you otherwise. When, when, remember, and we've talked about this for weeks now, when you look at the how much the amount of the sub-demographics increased from the 2016 to the 2020 elections, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, the people on the left who are moderates are rejecting the Democratic Party's socialist movement and socialist policies. Donald Trump may be a lot of things and a lot of things that people don't like, but at the end of the day, he keeps his fucking word. Correct. Um, in addition to our Instagram page, which is Steak for Breakfast Podcast, you can catch me on Parlor. I'm at Ron Torres 77. That's at R O N E T O R R E S 77. And you are. I'm looking up my username <laughs> right now. It's just Nick Pern, N I C P E R N. And new to Parlor, trying to figure out how that works. We share the show in addition to a lot of memes and other uh, news related articles on our Parlors. Um, and yeah, that's 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 basically where we're at. We're gonna kind of wrap it up here now, and uh, we plan on being back in a week, God willing. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. This is the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley.